pressure points with your two saucy hosts in the business. I'm D. This is my sweet little Tootsie Boy, AJ. We're hitting you with Season 3, Episode 11. Whoa! Nelly Part 2, bitch! Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Let's get to it. So you've definitely used saucy before, and you've called me your sweet little tootsie boy before. So yeah, you need to get new material, but like seriously. Them. But I mixed them. Yeah, that doesn't count. It does now, bitch. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, it oh. is. Oh, uh, you got, got. Speaking of canon, the free office chair saga continues. Oh, I'd like to start with that, with that posting I sent you. Do and, you want me to talk about my experience too? Yeah. How fucking yes. still triggered I am by it. Yeah, but so I'll set it up. I we've been looking on like online marketplaces and things for free chairs, just really putting it out in the world. Hoping two broke boys. Two broke boys looking, <laughs> looking for an office for, chair. Looking for a place to put their butt cheeks. <laughs> so we, I sent in this link. It, it looked like an office that was out of business or something, and they were just liquidating, getting rid of all their stuff for free. There was like a couch, a bunch of really awesome like orange. Fluffy looking chairs. No, they were like a uh, nice, like nice corduroy on top. Was it? Yeah, they oh, were. the picture, smooth. they were kind of looked cushy. Yeah, cushy. Cushiony. <laughs> I don't know. They look yeah. nice. They look super nice. So it's like, all right, D, you gotta get these. Like, go call them right now. To be fair, all of those things were sent in different texts. It was D, <laughs> and then a link, and then get these now and chairs. more right now. Matching like, chairs. I was like, Jesus, fuck, calm down. Okay. You know you were excited about chairs. I was. I was excited because it wasn't like they had a little speaker set up yeah. as well. It was like, oh, here's your surround sound speakers or whatever. And I was like, oh, this looks this looks good. They had a, a nice TV, and we've been talking about getting a, a screen in here other than that one screen that we have. <laughs> other than the 27-inch yeah. screen um, that I have. So, so that's mine. Excited. You can't look at it. I was excited, too. Yeah. So so what happened? You called him or something? No, I tried. So I sent him a text, didn't get a response. I was like, "What the fuck is your address? Like how am I going how am I going to come pick shit up?" My guess is that they probably got a lot of people that responded. Oh, I'm sure. There was some good shit. And they were like, "I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to send an address." So, using my phenomenal sleuth skills <laughs> since I work in the same Detective area like D. No shit. I ride the train that goes past it. And I was like, there, there was one strip of green on the stairs. And I was like, that green looks familiar. And so I searched the company. And then I look at it on Google Maps. And in another one of the pictures, they had like a parking lot on the outside. And I was like, okay. And I'm like twisting Google Maps. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the fucking place. I know where to go. And went there. And there were people there. And I was like, holy shit. You smooth, smooth sleuth. Like, you're killing it. So... I, uh, I go over there, and they said that you couldn't pick up. Well, that they would start pick up from ten to twelve. So I was like, "All right, that's fine." Um, driving up, there are already people there, and there were like items sitting out front. So I was like, "Oh, maybe they moved a bunch of shit down." And those saucy five orange chairs were still there, and I was oh. like, "I'm taking at least two of them because we need a guest chair." Um, we'll get into the guest chair in just a little bit. <laughs> um, so I was like. Hell yeah. So park, start walking over. And there's a dude that drove into the parking lot just before me. And I shit you not, he pulled in, stopped like in the middle of the fucking road, put it in park and just ran out of his car. Like that's how excited people were for like 
free office items. I don't know what the hell coronavirus has done to people, but he was pumped. I mean, I would have done that, I'm sure. Ah, God, dude, he was like full sprint. So he wanted wanted those office chairs too Uh, because as I was walking up, he was rolling away with like two of them. And I was like, oh, there are three left. I'm set. No. Mm -mm. So he starts he starts rolling these office chairs away and one of these and it, it by the way if this man is a listener go fuck yourself <laughs> so this big truck driving jerk off bald sunglasses forehead wearing asshole walks up and he goes excuse me i've already laid claim on these chairs and the kids oh, like what he cock. goes oh well i thought that they were like for everything because they were out front. My bad. How do you lay claim on something yeah, that's yeah. free? And he goes, he's like, I was going getting my buddy so they could help me. And I was like, oh, God, well, this is going to be a shit you show. You should have just ran in and gotten to and just run. It's just like, motherfucker. So I was like, all right, well, maybe they have some more office chairs because this cocksucker decided he needed five office chairs. What a dick. Five free office chairs. Like, fuck you, buddy. Um, I laid claim to them. Yeah. That's yeah. such a cock move. Late claim and walked away from them oh, that, and then got oh, mad no. at somebody when they were like, oh, look, free office chairs that are fucking free. That are sitting there. Oh, so I go inside. I walk upstairs and they're like, oh, we can only have two people at a time in there. It's like, oh, great. This is going to go smoothly. Mind you, it's like 955 at this point. Bastards. So I walk into the room and it's like the only things left are this like weird little chair that has like fucking... Uh, water stains on it. I don't know. It looks it really worn out. Yeah, it's that one. Uh, it's it's like a chair that you see at a shitty doctor's office, <laughs> yeah. but it has wheels on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I have no idea. So I'm really confused. That couch was in there, but mm-hmm. the reason I wasn't like, oh, hey, couch. AJ, couch, is because it just was like, you couldn't really tell it from the picture, but like all of the leather and shit on there was just so worn down. Ah, oh, damn it. it. In the picture, terrible. it looked yeah. perfect. Um, but we could like, probably fit a couch in Basically, here. all that was left was, like, like cubicle dividers. Ugh. And there was a box of, like, files. And Jeez. I picked them up off this chair, and I was like, what the fuck? This is the last chair that they had. Uh, so I grab it, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just take this. It's something. So we have a second chair. Toss it into my car. As I'm getting into my car, guess who was fucking parked next to me? Chair dude. Yeah. And he's fucking lowering each one. Trying to get him to fit into his little stupid suburban. His friend didn't even exist. His friend coming around with the truck what didn't an exist. What asshole! Yeah, I was so pissed. He lied. I was like, "You're a you're what a piece the of shit." Fuck? And I walked past and I was like, "Maybe we I have should, an office." I sh- I was like, "Maybe I should say like, hey, if I give you twenty bucks, can I take one of these? Because I had a twenty from when you paid me for breakfast the other day." And uh, I look at him and I go. Nah, this shit ain't, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy. So I toss a chair in the back of my car, bring it over here, and uh, I got to see AJ's fiance in a robe. My robe. In his robe. My 70s yeah. porn star robe. I called her while she was in the shower by sheer accident. I was like, I'm just going to drop it off, go over to my girlfriend's place, whatever. So pull up, and I ring the doorbell like 400 times like normal, knock it, knock the door like 60 times. And then I was like, I don't see AJ's car, so I'm just going to call her. So I call her. And she answers the phone from, like, afar. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, I know that they don't have, like, hidden bodies somewhere in the basement because I would have a part yeah, you, to do with you that. Yeah, you would have a role. Yeah, I'd have a role in that. So uh, she's all, yeah, yeah, just give me a second. And, like, two minutes go by. I was like, what the fuck? Like, is she burying bodies now? I'm confused. She opens the door and she's just in a robe. And, 
like just got out of the shower. I was like, oh man, I feel so fucking bad. <laughs> Here's a really shitty chair that doesn't reach anyone's expectations that I brought here. Sorry to interrupt your peaceful time. So yeah, yeah. that's my story, and I was really angry about it. But however, however, uh, I was telling the story to my girlfriend, and she goes, "You guys need an office chair?" Yeah. So she says, "Well, my parents actually have one." She's like, "Is this nice brown leather one?" I was like. Oh, my God. How the fuck have I not known about this all along? So uh, the other day we go over there, pick it up, roll it out. Amazing. Great, great little chair. Yeah, the it's best wonderful. chair. It's the best chair, most amazing chair. Ugh, Fucking don't Christ. do that. Kill uh, yourself. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to kill myself on mic today. So get this chair, bring it over, and we all hung out and in the studio, and it was delightful. She played the saxophone. It was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So I, I guess I shouldn't bitch. Because we do now both have nice office chairs, but our guest chair is a like dumpster fire waiting to happen. Yeah, but that should change soon. Yeah. Speaking of using the uh, guest chair, um, it's in the works for our Halloween live stream episode. I don't know if we've even said anything about it. Did we talk about it last week? Uh, sl- slightly. Uh, we talked about like the homebrew, okay, which we yeah. do need to do a quick update on. Yeah. So uh, we are planning on doing... Uh, live stream Halloween episode uh, similar to what we did last year but this time it won't be on Instagram live we're doing it on YouTube I think yeah on our YouTube channel and we, we have some cool little ideas for you guys that will kind of make it a little more spoopy yes uh, yeah we were working on that today yeah good stuff coming it'll be good but yeah October 30th I believe the Friday before Halloween I think well, it falls on Halloween the next day yeah. yeah I thought you were saying we were going to do it on Friday Fuck if I know. It's going to be no, one I of don't the know. two we days. Haven't, we haven't we decided. Have, we have like six weeks. Uh, if you're listening to this on October 31st, I'm sorry if you might have missed our live stream yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll post about it when we actually – I don't think we've actually confirmed a date. No, but we yeah, haven't that, come to – We can we do that live on stream right now. But we that will Friday. have a an extra special guest. Yes. Maybe two. Maybe two? Maybe two. Cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll see if we can rotate them in for coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, socially distance. Cool. That's about six feet away. Yeah, sure. Something. Yeah. It's like uh, me laying down, so definitely not six yeah, feet. So like three and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be a good little time. Yeah, uh, that'll be great. Uh, if you listened, I think last week was the worst. The, 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 the worst. Uh, last week was the worst episode. Yeah, it was. Well, if, if you uh, tuned in, we, we made homebrew. I'm, I've been putting up pictures and stuff on the on the Patreon, but we racked it into a new jug today. Big old jug. Oh, it's looking good. It smells like alcohol. We got a little spray on our hands and on AJ's face. It's All over my sexy. face. Nice and, and smooth. It's, yeah, I can see it right here. Yeah, it, looks, it looks like shit water, but I it bet does. it tastes delightful. It'll clear up in the uh, next week or two. Yeah, it smells like trash, but Man, It we'll smells see. like alcohol and yeast. We'll find out if it kills us. If it kills us, we'll do it on mic and you'll hear great. it here first. Then okay. somebody will repost it to TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking crap. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to get into TikTok. You don't um, want to talk about TikTok? What happened with you this week? Other than other than the Bruin? Yeah, other than the Bruin. Oh, you know, I, uh, I've i mentioned in the past few weeks that I was just like looking at some of those online auctions. And yeah. I, I have a good collection of some old stuff. Not, a not you know, an extensive collection, just the cheapest shit I could find. You got your, what was it? You got coins and... Yeah, so, so this week I got, I have them right here in front of me. I don't know. Okay. Oh, ASMR episode. Yeah, uh, that, that's a bunch of Nazi coins. They shipped it free. They oh, the actually have. No, no, you guys can't see them. Uh, they actually have the the little swastika on there. Yeah, because they were, and yeah, this is uh, during the war, so they're 
They're made of the of the tin, I think. No, zinc. So they're they're not the copper ones. So definitely mid-war. I've got the the ones, the fives, and the tens, just a couple here. Found That's a good cool. deal on it. And then I got an entire set of Nazi stamps that I accidentally <laughs> won. I I went I like to go through eBay sometimes and just look at like stuff in the categories that I normally look at. And then you sort it by the like ending soonest. Yeah. Similar to eBay, I'm guessing. No, I said eBay. Huh? I said eBay. Oh. This is on eBay. Oh, I thought you said it was a different site. Oh, my bad. Well, I do both. But this one I'm talking about oh, is eBay. Okay. This so, you, eBay. you know, you sort it on ending soonest. And I was like, so I forgot it was on that setting. I thought it was just on, you know, relevant results. Like two I was like, hey, for... nobody's bid on this one. It's really, really cheap. <laughs> this is like $9. Fuck it, I'll I'll throw some money in there. I'll probably be outbid. That's my that's my um that's how I treat most auctions is I'll probably <laughs> lose, but if I don't I get something for super cheap. So then I I bid on it, s- sat my phone down, went to hang out in my backyard. My phone buzzed, looked at it and I said, "You won." <laughs> like 10 minutes later. You just bid like 2 million dollars. You're like, "Oh, this Ooh. will be a funny joke bid." It's like, "Ah, oh, you fucked up. Fuck. You got to pay 2 million." No, nah, it was like 9 bucks free shipping. That so. would be that would be my luck. Yeah, it would. I'm just like, oh, $1,000 for one stamp. But I did find on a different yeah. website, I, I use their app. It's a poker set carousel from, I think, the 70s. Yeah. With a little nice. handle on it. It has the poker chips all the way around it and place to put cards and stuff. Poker nights with DNAJ. Heck yeah. Except you guys aren't invited. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm not around my extended exclusive, family. Hell exclusive yeah. Exclusive content for only for the us. Patreon. For only except us. Except not. <laughs> just us. Uh, yeah, so I uh, won that. It was like ten bucks. But, nice. You know. And then you got your little pipe, didn't you? Yes, that was an a accidental Wellington. win. A Wellington Briar pipe. A Wellington Briar pipe. So from what I can tell, the the mouthpiece. I was looking into this with my father, and uh, with the mouthpiece is Bakelite, which was uh, patented in 1909. So it's lead based. I think it's it's <laughs> formaldehyde resin or something. <laughs> something awful. Oh God. But they have red phosphorus resin. Oh, delicious! <laughs> <laughs> Agent Orange-based plastics. Mustard gas-stained mahogany. Oh, mahogany, <laughs> briarwood. <laughs> yeah, but it it's got bakelite, so it was probably from somewhere between the twenties and the forties. Nice. It's not bad. I got an almost hundred-year-old pipe for ten bucks. Not too shabby. Yeah, that's all I'll bid. It's like the minimum, which is usually $10. I like it. Yeah, you do anything fun this week? Besides... Uh, other than rage at that asshole, no. Nothing oh. else has been... Did you buy a computer? I, I did. I actually finally have uh, finally purchased my laptop. Yeah, gets here while you guys are listening to this. I'll be geeking out and looking up weird pornographies on it. So it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, I get it uh, Monday today. You do? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, wow. It sucked because when I was planning on getting it, I love that we're we're just burning through minutes on this. That's yeah, fine. Uh, we don't have a lot so, left. Yeah, right. Um, so I I was what was it Thursday Friday Friday I was like I'm gonna order it I'm gonna order it and I look online and it's like two day shipping it'll get there on Sunday I was like shit I won't be fucking home yet so I was like I'll order it on Saturday I can be patient whatever so I get on on Saturday and it's like one day shipping I was like God damn it come no. on. Slow down. <laughs> so, That's great. Uh, then it was like, oh, if you order in the next nine minutes. So I very impatiently waited for 10 minutes and then. And then ordered it. And then bought it. Yeah. So here we are. I'm still using AJ's hand-me-down 
laptop. Hey, that is a great laptop from two years ago. <laughs> hey, no, I'm saying like it's been handed down to me just for yeah three episodes. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. Tomorrow's gonna be that'll be a good day. Well, today for you guys, it'll yeah. be a very eventful day. It's yeah. gonna yeah, your poor chapped penis. Oh God, man, get ready for calluses, little guy. It's gonna get saucy. <laughs> Actually, it's not no, going to get saucy. It's the opposite. It's going to get dry. Dry uh, as a bone. Goodness nah. gracious. You so know yeah. what? Yeah, I think to just to cap this all off before we transition into the episode, Ooh. this chair makes me feel so official. Oh, really? I feel like our content feels better already. Uh, like I'm leaning back. Be. I've got my arms considering, on my armrest. Considering that this part one and part two of Nellie Bly was not planned whatsoever until like during the episode. Yeah, it was supposed to be just one episode. Yeah, uh, we should feel official. But we're, it was extra it, special. It was great. I ended up listening to the book. I found it on LibriVox, it's good. which it's is the good, free huh? like public domain. Yeah, volunteer read books. Awesome. But the I don't know if it was the same one that you that you stumbled across. But the it was LibriVox the reader is the one that I did. Oh, she did does a fantastic. A great, she job. does she did a great job. Great huh? job doing different voices, convincing yeah. me that. Like, it sounded like Nellie Bly was reading this to me and doing the voices. She, just, like, she has a very good sarcastic way of reading the book, too. Yeah. And you're like, you saucy little oh, bitch. Oh, that's good. I love it. So good. So listen yeah. to it if you want after this. I mean, even after if you listen between, you. Uh, yeah. just listen to me butcher the second half of this book. So <laughs> where we left off, uh, Nellie had checked into the working, wi- working women's boarding house. Um, they ran into a bunch of shit. She was taken out of there. She was saying everything was sad. Uh, they take her. Uh, oh yes, the thing about saying I I don't know I'm just so sad. That is a quote. <laughs> yeah, it's I didn't hilarious. know. Oh. I thought you were just being dramatic, but yeah, that is no, a, she like was a, literally she saying, literally said that. Working is so sad. Uh, I'm so really sad. Quick, you remember how you were saying last week to get checked into a an insane asylum? You just furiously masturbate. Yeah. So a couple days you, ago, you googled I, no, women no, no, furiously no, 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 no. masturbating. No, I was on Reddit and on their front page because I'll scroll through it for fucking hours. So it's like. Their top shit will be like 500 likes or whatever. <laughs> so it was uh, this Florida woman, which, of course, uh, this is not a crossover episode. She Could had be. climbed on top of her like new Toyota Highlander, buck naked. There's a fucking fat cop down at the bottom that's like, hey, get down from there. And he's like trying to reach up to her. It's too fucking fat and short. So AJ was a police officer. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> are either of us the police yeah. officer? And she. Like, this is on the, like, in the middle of the road. She's just fucking dancing up there, totally naked, sits down and just starts fucking masturbating. I was like, she's crazy. AJ confirmed it for me. Boom. Put that bitch in a loony, man. (laughs) Send her in. Dude, I was laughing, but it got removed, like, right after I pulled it up. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, oh man, pure. Oh, I was, what's a, ah, I I was really hoping a pun would come to me. No, 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 you don't get any puns. Looks like she. contract. Come to the insane asylum. Damn it. That was horrible. I'm sorry. I was hoping you would say she would, like, come to the conclusion that she was crazy. Oh, that's even better. Damn Whatever. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not one for puns. No, you fucked it up. Okay. So, uh, after Nellie says that she's all sad, they take her to a doctor. He takes her to a hospital. She co- she speaks with a couple women, um, one of which... Says that she's not crazy. She's been telling him she's not crazy. And they're like, tough shit. The other one doesn't know where she is yet. Um, And then they get moved to a boat. 
and this girl Tilly discovers where she is. She's upset about it and like, don't take me there. I'm not not crazy. And they're like, tough shit. So uh, Nellie turns to one of the guards and says, where are we? And they say, you're going to Blackwell Island, an insane place where you'll never get out of. So that's where we were. Now, Blackwell Island um, was back then known as uh, like the island with the hospital for the incurables. Um, It was kind of like if things aren't going to work out for you, send them to Blackwell. It was a place for literally just the insane. Uh, So she arrives. They do a little psyche val uh, before they get them off the boat. Or actually, no, they get them off the boat. They do a little psyche val in this room that's got a piano in it. And um, Nellie has her little interview. She basically is just like, oh, yeah, like uh, things are sad, whatever. And they, for some reason, ask her, hey, do you know how to play this piano? And she goes, yeah, I know how to play piano. So she plays this, like, she just plays a song that she likes. And they all sit there and they're like, wow, because everyone's in the room. Yeah, I like, tried to get some, I, I forgot to get some honky-tonk piano music. The doctor's just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And Nellie even turns and she goes, yeah, this thing's, like, badly out of tune. And they're like, tough shit. Oh, yeah. I remember. That was weird. They yeah. were so insulting of her, like, this is a charity mm-hmm. every time anybody yeah. complained. And it was yeah. like, this is a charity. Every you want a time. well-tuned piano? Then you get out of here. Oh, exactly. you can't, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Oh, like, man. they were harsh. So shitty. So uh, she plays this piano. They're still convinced that she smells like a crazy person, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And uh, so they check her into Blackwell Island. And... She kind of talks about, like, how the area is set up, and she's like, it looks clean. It looks nice. It's not phenomenal, but, like, things are – they're okay. Yeah, things are, like, put in order. Yeah. Uh, And they take her to this area where it has benches, and they're just these, like, stone benches that don't have backs, and everyone – like, all these women are just sitting on them. And, like, anybody that stands up, they're told to sit back down. Uh, So they have, like – they're like, oh, hey, it's fucking dinner time. And Nellie sits down and they give them tea and bread and prunes. So Nellie drinks the tea and she's like, oh, my God, this tastes like dog shit. Uh, no sugar in the tea. Now, mind you, you can sit here and say like, oh, what a what a posh little bitch. Just she's complaining about her no sugar tea. It's like, no, it's like weak old trash butthole tea yeah didn't she say it was like pink and it only like the people called it tea but it had nothing resembling tea in it none of it resembled tea and then she uh has this stale bread that what they would do is they put the butter on it and just hand it to like they hand it to them they're like oh can i get bread and they like put butter on this fucking rock and hand it to them uh and (laughs) she she tries it and like she's like oh this is fucking terrible and somebody sitting across from her is like, hey, nobody eats the butter. Like, the butter is terrible. Yeah, it's like rancid. Yeah, and they go, ask for bread without butter. And she's like, okay. But it's too late. Um, she asks for more, and they're like, no. Like, you got what you got. Stop complaining. And she doesn't eat her prunes either because they're just. No, well, no someone she steals does. them. Yeah. Someone steals something from her. Yeah, they they take her prunes and she like gets a couple of them, but yeah. she's like, it's definitely not enough to fill me up. Uh, and so she's just like, I just forced down the tea 
because it's essentially your only option. And she's like, I guess I'll just fucking go hungry today. Yeah, she didn't. She choked on the bread like it was so <laughs> shitty. I remember talking about how she just choked on the bread so bad that the nurse gave her like some milk, a little bit of milk, because she was just coughing it up. <laughs> she could not stop coughing from how shitty this rock sand oh, bread was. God, the fucking worst. So uh, they finish dinner and they kind of go back to the same little spot where everyone sits really uncomfortably on these trash benches and Nellie is asked to play the piano. And uh, she goes over and her friend Tilly says, I, I can sing really well. And Nellie's like, I'm kind of, I kind of look at her like, oh, yeah, well, maybe she is kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> uh, So they sit down and they first perform like Rockabye Baby. And she's oh, like, yeah. Tilly has a phenomenal voice. And they end up performing a few songs together and just blowing people away. And it's like, obviously, you don't have to be crazy to have great talent. But I feel like the fact that they're like, if you were to diagnose someone, if they can play the piano really well or sing really well, yeah, they could be crazy. But the likelihood of them practicing if they're a fucking lunatic yeah. is probably slim to none. Unless they're like autistic and autistic focused. and like, yeah, yeah have that, that focus. But in even then, that. don't put that like, don't put them in an insane asylum. Well, yeah, <laughs> the like, moral of the story. Like, uh so they perform and then this big old spinster bitch comes out and it's like, it's bath time. And they're like, okay, yeah. So everybody kind of files, gets in an order. And uh, Tilly talks about bath time. And it is probably the most painful part that I read in this book was reading about her bathing experience. Uh, so uh, Nellie goes into the bathing room and they're like, strip down. Take all your clothes off. And she goes, I would prefer I didn't. I would prefer if, like, all the other women turned away. This is kind of an intimate moment. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be naked in front front of of a bunch of people. And they're like, so they tell her, you either take your clothes off or we're going to violently take them off of you. Yeah. Uh, And so she's like, uh, okay. So she strips down. And uh, she looks over and there's a woman standing in like a little tub. It's a, it's like a small bathing area. Um, but there's, there's this other lady that has this weird look in her eye that's just in this like tub. So Nellie's like, uh, I don't want to go over there. <laughs> and she reluctantly goes over and she steps in and she says, it is ice cold water. Um, so this other this other lady pulls out a dirty rag and soap and while she's washing uh Nellie she's doing head to toe even washes her hair Nellie even says like it was disgusting soap and made my hair feel horrible yeah and this lady the whole time that she's washing Nellie she's just like scrub 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 well she's one of the patients yeah she, it's one yeah. of the patients that's also standing there naked just fucking washing the other patients it's like scrub 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 and she's just like rubbing her down, she says she's rubbing like so hard it feels like she's taking layers of skin off of her. And then this lady reaches over and she gets a bucket and she scoops up water from like the tub, dumps it over Nelly, and does this a few times, like washes her down and everything. And you're just like, oh god! And like she's just picking up this dirty fucking water and pouring it over her. And uh, rinses off, and Nellie is freezing at this point. She's like, fuck, like, 
nipples could cut glass and she could escape from this place easily. Um, so she walks over and they use this towel on her and it's like already wet. So it's not like it's really drying her off. And then they give her these like shitty clothes. Uh, she puts them on and they soak through essentially right away. Yeah. And the, she realizes, uh, after that, that the water that she was in is the same water that everybody else yeah. is using, that it's the same towel mm-hmm. that everybody is using. Yep. And she even says... Um, and she says that it's this really coarse, dry, yeah. like coarse, painful towel. It is it is not pleasant. And it, she says even the people with like sores and shit yeah. are wiping it down and then it's being wiped on other people's faces. Yeah. So later on in the book, Oof. she uh, she says that they would only wash them once a week. So okay. Nellie was there and she had two baths. For her 10-day visit. Um, the tub is filled with water. People bathed in the water until it was like, she would say, thick and dirty. Yes. And then they would drain it. They wouldn't wash out the tub. They would just drain it and then refill it right away. With so you, cold water. With cold water. And it's like the shit residue that's around the tub that she talks about, it, it's still there. Um, like AJ said, they use the same towel and it usually doesn't even dry them off because it's wet from the first mm-hmm. like two or three people like Christ take a shower after somebody and use their towel you're not gonna get dry yeah (laughs) it's like trying to dry off your car with a fucking wet towel (laughs) you're just smearing it (laughs) now they're given one dress per week the next morning so Nellie's giving kind of like this like night thing to wear yeah like an almost like a nightgown kind of like a nightgown but she asks for a new one later on um but yeah they're given one dress per week and uh, the only time that changes is if the patient gets a visitor and they're rushed out, cleaned, and redressed to make everything look like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then violent patients are, like, never washed. They're, like, never washed, never treated. They're just, like, if you're going to attack me, fuck off. So she is taken to her room, and she's told that she's being a pain in the ass, essentially, because she's freezing. And she's, like, can I get a, a like, can I get a towel? Can I get a different nightgown or anything? And so they take her into a room that there's supposed to be like 10 people in there. And she's like still just freezing. She's like, somebody do something. And they're like, stop complaining. So they take her to like essentially isolation. And they put her in a room that has this heavy, loud lock. And she lays down on the bed and she talks about how she can feel her hair soak her uh, pillow immediately. Her body soaks her blankets right off the bat, which soaks onto her bed. So she's just laying in this, like, wet bed all night, and every so often, they'll just come and check on her. And so they'll, like, pull up these locks that are just loud as fuck, and she's like, if I wasn't already asleep, it would scare me enough that, like, I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. Uh, And when she, like, persists on asking them about a new nightgown, it's the same thing. She's like, this is charity, and it should you should be happy with what you've been given and everything. And she's just like, dude, like, I'm fucking freezing here. Uh, so she said that um, if a fire had started in that ward, that, like, she's locked in, and there's no way for nurses to, like, efficiently get people out because it's just, like, so much work to get the lock done. But even if they wanted to. Yeah, even if they wanted to. She was like, I if if a fire started in this building, the staff would just leave us in here. They wouldn't go out of their way to save us. And she she suggests that uh, 
to the the warden at some point. She's all, hey, you should look into getting, like, this big, like, lock system that opens all the doors at once and, like, locks them all at once. And he goes, something like that doesn't even exist. <laughs> and she's all, well, and doesn't say it to him. She thinks to herself, like, well, I was at, like, the Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh prisons, and they had a system like that. But I can't say, yeah, I was actually at the Pittsburgh yeah. prisons. Because they'd just be like, well, what the, f- like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. So, I, wasn't it a doctor who, like, overheard or something and was like, have you been locked up before? Yeah. Because I've only heard one of those at a prison. Yeah. And she's just <laughs> like, like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I read about it. I don't know. <laughs> this, uh, I was almost out of herself. It. Yeah. Almost. There are a few times where she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, like with the, oh, I, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to oh, it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, the next morning, they're allowed to enter the bathroom and dry off and kind of like comb their probably frozen hair yeah. back and everything. Um, and they're given, I'd assume it's probably the same towel, but it's like dried overnight. It's You could crack it. Yeah, yeah. Like one of your socks. Yeah, like one of my, both of my socks. <laughs> um, it's nice. I like slip-ons. Ooh, <laughs> lots of grip. So there are just a couple a couple towels, same thing. They're constantly used. And so Nellie goes to dry off and it doesn't do shit. So she just uses her skirt from her like new clothes to like dry and wash her face and everything. Mm-hmm. So they sit down for breakfast and she asks for bread without butter and they give her bread and the crust is just blacked over. And she's like, what the fuck? She says that the inside is basically nothing more than like dry dough. Yeah, so yeah. Patches they, of like uncooked dry dough. Yeah. The, it's basically they put it in the oven on like 4,000 degrees, cook the outside and they're like, oh, it's dark. It's done. It's starting to smoke. And they, they're just like, cool. This will be acceptable bread. Um, And they're given oatmeal with molasses and then the same tea as before. So while she's eating the bread, she's just like. I've got to get something in my system. I'm not going to survive 10 days if I don't eat. So she starts to eat the bread, but she bites in and she finds a fucking spider in her bread. Oh, I forgot about that. So she's just like, "Ah, I'm good on bread. So she (laughs) struggles to eat the oatmeal and she's like, I can't do like, it's just the worst. I'd imagine it's like you could tip it upside down and shake it and nothing would fucking come out. (laughs) It just stays. Yeah. It's just cement. Um, and then same thing. She just does her best and stomachs down the tea. Uh, they finish breakfast and everyone kind of stands up and they all look a little bit more excited. And, um, they're like, okay, like everybody get up and clean up. So the patients have to clean up after everything. She was saying that you would expect that the reason the place looks so nice is that the staff takes care of it, that the staff cleans the windows or scrubs like the floors. Yeah, they take pride in their work in their workplace. Yeah. Now, they make the patients do all of the work. Uh, they make the patients make the beds, care for the grounds, like literally everything cleaning is done by patients. And the entire time that they're doing it, staff are just tormenting them. They're yeah. like, you're not doing this right. Like scrub harder kind of shit. Um and so, I mean, they slave for, for a little while, clean everything up, get breakfast cleaned up. And then they're told, we're going to go on our walk. And so at this point, Nellie is in like, uh, I think it was Ward 6. Yeah. yeah. Um, with, with a handful of other women. 
But she didn't take into account that there are a number of other wards. So they go on this walk and they're given these like funny straw hats. Yeah. And Nellie says she puts it on and she looks over to her friend Ann Neville, which was the other one that was like sane. Uh, she finds Ann and she goes, I look at her and it's hard to distinguish her from anyone else. It took forever to find her because they're all in the same clothes. They all have their hair up and they all have these straw hats on. And uh, they both like look at each other and they both just start laughing. They're like, we look fucking ridiculous. Like we just a way to dehumanize an entire population. Stupid as shit. Now, as she meets Anne, they kind of start watching, and more and more women are just coming out of this hospital, coming out of the asylum. And she says, it felt to me like it was around like sixteen hundred women are pouring out of this hospital to go on a walk together. Uh, so. Off to the side, like they're they're walking around the grounds, which are beautiful grounds. She says they look they look great, but that's because the patients are taking care of it, and staff are basically whipping their backs. Um, and she looks over to the side, and there are these women that they all have like like essentially a leash, yeah, like around their their waist, and they're all strapped to a cart, and so like they're given a little bit of room to roam, but like. And they smell like shit. Like you can smell them across the lawn. Yeah. She's like, you can smell them from far away. And everyone's like trying to rush. They're like, oh, this is disgusting. And um, Nellie kind of is like, like, what the hell? She's seeing that these women that are leashed up are just like muttering to themselves. And they all look just dirty as fuck. They got the and, shifty eyes. Yeah. They're all just kind of like, like tense around the staff and everything. And somebody says to her. Yeah, those are the most violent patients. They take them elsewhere. We don't see where they go, but we just know that there they are. So uh, she's already like, what the fuck is this place? Like, this is ridiculous. Already pretty upset, and it's her first full day there. And uh, as they're walking, she sees a quote on the wall that says, while I live, I hope. And Nellie laughs, and she says, I think that it should say in her in her book, she goes, he who enters here leaveth hope, hope behind. And it's like, <laughs> that's it, you fucking, you smartass. I love it. Because, um, I mean, like, can you blame her? No. Like, you get one bath a week. It's hardly even a bath. You're just getting washed with everybody else's dead skin. Like, And then you don't even get to dry off. You freeze your tits off that night. And then it's like, cool, you'll be comfortable the next night because you're not going to be cold and wet. But you're going to smell like dog shit after a day of... Cleaning and walking and eating shit food. Like, yeah. It's just bound. You're not going to be a clean person here. Holding your shit in until you're allowed to shit oh, with everybody Jesus, else. Until you're, yeah, until they say that it's all right. Um, so throughout the time that she's she spends there, uh, so obviously they get back and they start lunch. And I kind of just like wrote down all the shit that she eats just because I was like, I don't want to keep going over it. So I... She says that they're fed rotten potatoes, soup, but the only flavoring the soup has. So it's basically chicken broth, but like late 1800s trash chicken broth that's old. And they just put mustard and vinegar in there, which it's like, oh, yeah, that'll be fucking amazing. Delicious. Yeah. They would give them boiled fish. Oh, yeah. She kept going. She kept talking about the boiled fish. Yeah. Or the Uh, boiled meats. And then unseasoned cold mutton and beef. Now. When I read it, I was like, like, that's not terrible. It's like maybe she's getting like steak, 
No, she's probably just getting like ground beef or like chuck steak essentially that's cold, likely overcooked, unseasoned, and it's probably dry as hell. Well, it was probably it was probably cooked in water. Yeah, exactly. So it was boiled. That. So all of yeah. the juices, the it's fats, and the flavorings just go away. Dry as fuck, and it's cold. Yeah, and then yeah, it just Ugh, gets dried God, out. Just terrible. So if they ever complained about the food, uh, they were told to shut up and they'd get lectured on charity, which this was in fact too good for charity patients, is what they would tell them. Yeah. Which it's like, if this is too good, what the fuck are you feeding? Like, yeah. Like, and what these the fuck? and everybody who all these people, all these workers that we're talking about, they are all nurses or doctors. Yeah. Like this isn't a janitor. Yeah, these aren't, or, you know, anything yeah, like it's that. It's not like a secretary is walking past and goes, well, you shouldn't complain. It's like these are the people that are meant to care for them. These are the people that, like, would check on them nightly, the same people. It's not security guards. It's literally nurses. Yeah. The people who are supposed to be declaring them insane or <laughs> yeah. sane. So uh, at one point, she saw this. She saw into the staff eating hall on one of their breaks or, like, one of their little walks. And she saw that they had grapes, melon, these really nice meats and like fresh bread that they could smell. And she's like, it would make us so hungry. And one of the things that these women would do when they pass time, because you'd go on your walk, you'd get back for lunch, you'd clean up, and then you would sit on these like god awful, uncomfortable stone benches that you can't even lean back. You can't lay down or else the staff yells at you. So... She said that a lot of time they would just sit and pass the time by talking about what, like, foods they yeah. would eat when they got out of there. And she's like, it sucked because it would just make us feel like we more hungry. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, man, nothing would kick like a fucking chocolate cake. And they're like, yeah, that sounds nice. I haven't had one in six years, <laughs> and I'll never have one again kind of thing. It was kind of disheartening. You're like, Jesus, You're man. Like, like, wow. This is all that these ladies can really, like, chat about because anything else and the staff would just – like get out shut and, up and... yeah so uh this doctor comes in the second day and he's examining nelly and he tells her uh he tells the superintendent that she doesn't have the eyes or the heartbeat of the insane um and he just goes so mr dent who's the superintendent he's a like warden essentially he says in cases like these tests usually fail <laughs> so it's just like like, there's really no winning in any of these cases. Uh, like, you're. this is exactly what I mean, is you're bound to just die here in a lot of cases. Uh, and women would, they just complain about being cold. Like, they would just say, hey, like, I'm freezing. Can I get a blanket? They're sitting out in these big halls where it's really cold already. And they would just beg for death. They're like, fuck, like. Can I just die already? Because that's the only way that I'm going to get out of this place. Now, this 70-year-old blind lady, uh, she would pray while they're sitting there at these benches. And she would just pray, like, please, God, take me home. Like, begging for Kill anything me. at all. Yeah, anything to bring her warmth. And, like, the cold touch of death is apparently warmer than staying at this fucking island yeah. insane asylum. Uh, so... She'd be taken from her room at night to the courtyard. She would be told to sit on the bench. And she's already complaining about being cold. So they're like, hey, come out to the courtyard. They'd sit her on the bench, give her these heavy shoes, and they would just watch and laugh as she would bump into tables. She's blind. She's, yeah, she's old, blind, blind as hell. Woman, and they're just fucking tormenting her. Uh, 
So she's bumping into chairs and tables, and she's just trying to find her way back to her bed so that she gets some kind of warmth. And she would stand up, bump into something, fall down, and they would pick her back up, get mad at her, tell her to sit, and she's just crying and freezing, like, nightly. This was their their thing. They would just torment her. Yeah. Uh, Some staff were wearing coats, and Tilly, uh, Nellie's friend... She is suffering from what Nellie essentially thinks is hypothermia. Like, she's just shaking. And she passes out. So Nellie goes to the super and, like, she's all, hey, this girl is going to die. Like, she's going to die freezing to death. And he walks into the courtyard, finds Tilly, and he grabs her between the eyebrows, like, right right here. And pinches as hard as he can. And at this point, like, Tilly's already passed out. And he's just pinching between her eyebrows. And her whole face starts to turn red. And as soon as that happens, he just lets go and walks away. And Tilly has gotten up at this point. She's like, oh, my head. Tilly had complained of headaches for the rest of the day. Imagine squeezing someone's skin, like just a little little patch of skin, hard enough that their brain hurts for 24 fucking hours. Jesus. Like, this is the entire, like, I'm basically just kicking through a lot of the the abuse and it is horrible and there will be a part where i talk about a lot of different women that experience that have different terrible experiences we'll get a little rough and saucy but uh like it's just like what the fuck like how is that a way to treat hypothermia it's like oh yeah uh it's because this part of her face is cold let me just get blood back to her brain like what the fuck uh so she Nellie just talks about how all of the days are like this. They're all just endless. You're cold in the morning, you get shitty food, you clean, and then you sit for hours and you can't talk about anything really. So uh, one day Nellie's told that she's got a visitor and she's like, what the hell? Like, are they checking me out already? So she's walking up to this little visitor room and she sees another reporter, not somebody that works with her. Yeah. She, Ooh, oh, uh, damn. Oh, my elbow. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot that table was. Who put that there? <laughs> who put, do we put that there? Uh, so she goes, she's like walking up to this room and sees the other reporter and she's like, fuck, they're going to blow my cover. I'm not going to get the story that I want. Because at this point, she's seen a few things, but like, yeah, you could kind of do like this expose, but she only has like two or three things that she can really point out. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I need more time here. And this was somebody that she had worked with. Like, yeah. Because she had like, been. This guy recognizes her. She says she's walking up and he just kind of like turns his head and he's like, what the, the fuck? fuck? So she walks into this room and the spinster bitch that uh, walks in with her is locking the door. And Nellie leans across the table and basically just whispers, don't give me away. Like I'm working. Don't give me away. And I did you did it say she did it in Spanish? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I wasn't sure. So that, that was how she tried to, like, convey the the craziness at the end. She was like, "Do you speak Spanish?" That's right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> she says that like he looks terrified at how bad she looks. Mind you, this is she was only there for ten days total. So this yeah, is probably this point, like what, day three? three, three or four, and he's just like in awe of how fucking horrible she looks after four days here. Which is interesting. I think that later on she talks about it. Uh, 
that like this place, if you're sane, it will make you crazy. Yeah, she says that. Um, and so he just looks like, what the like? Okay, you you got it. Whatever. So uh, she she's like, okay, like uh, he asks her a couple questions, like, oh hey, I uh, you're this girl from Cuba or whatever, like. They're still trying to figure out who she is. So similar to when she was in the hospital in the last episode, uh, when reporters would come in and look at her like, oh, hey, who's the crazy bitch from Cuba that doesn't know where she's from? Yeah, we kind of uh, glossed over that in the last one. Yeah. But like it, investigators were, were coming to look at her to, to find out to who find she out was. If she's one of the missing people that they're like paid to find. Yeah. Like one of the local missing people. Yeah. So kind of the same thing, but this guy had actually recognized her. Um, so despite what's been going on for three, four days at this point, she's still just like, I need to stay here. Something needs to change. So she tells this guy like, no, I'm not going to like, just don't get me away. And then I think it was as he was like, he gets up or he asks her something about Spanish. She asks him, I forget. Um, her spinster stands up to unlock the door and she basically leans forward and she's like, thank you. I'm safe. But like, thank you. Keep it quiet. Yeah. Don't go talking to Don't people, tell anybody that I'm here kind of thing. Uh, so everything's cool. And she's set. Uh, well, everything's cool. <laughs> like her cover Everything, isn't everything's, blown. Yeah, her, everything's her cover shit. isn't blown. Everything's fucking terrible there. But luckily, it's not like they know that they have a quote unquote rap and they're just going to murder her blatantly. So at this point, she's realized that like time is passing and she needs to find out what the fuck happens here. So uh, she talks about, like, she'll go and interview staff. Yeah. Or not staff, sorry. She'll interview patients. She'll sit down and say, hey, like, hey, what's up? Now, in the book, she's got all of their names. I didn't break it down because I was like, I don't want to get confused with, like, I don't want to confuse yeah. anybody Nobody's with gonna all these additional names. names. Yeah, so uh, she recalls that one woman who was born with a mental illness and her trigger was her age is checked in. And she's checked in while Nellie is there. And this girl thinks that she's 18 years old. And if anybody said anything otherwise, she would get really upset. She'd just throw tantrums. Like she break down full yeah, on. Have huge emotional breakdowns. So staff find out that this is what's happening. And they start telling her like, like she's standing there with them. And they go, she's 33 years old. I looked at it in her records. She's 33. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, so this girl starts breaking down. She would throw these fits and they would still just be like, oh, you're an old woman, like fucking taunting her. And she would just start sobbing. And when they would get bored of it, when it's like, when they would get tired of her crying about it, then they would just be like, stop. It's time to be done. Don't throw your fit anymore. It's, there's it's no not fun anymore for me. Yeah. I'm, I don't think this is funny. And you're like, what the fuck? So when they wouldn't stop, they tackle her to the ground, start slapping the shit out of her and choke her until hand marks were left on this girl's throat. And she would just stay in her room and cry the rest of the night. Like, you're like, what? how the fuck is this an okay way yeah. to handle How is this a nurse mental illness? who's choking somebody this out? This isn't someone that was like, mind you. In any case, it's not okay. But somebody that doesn't understand, she thinks she's 18. Yeah, she and they're just like, get it. no, you're not. And it throws her off. Uh, there was another older woman who would get dragged by her hair into another room. 
and she would just scream, please, please don't beat me. And then you could hear her cries just getting softer and softer until you couldn't hear anything. And you're hearing it from the courtyard, from her room. And then, like, you wouldn't hear her screaming anymore. You wouldn't hear her crying. And these staff would walk out and they go, that should settle the old fool for a little while. And you're like, what the fuck? And they're saying this in front of other other patients to scare them from, quote, unquote, acting up. Yeah. Uh, one of them was, uh, like she went up and like one of the staff spit into, uh, this patient's ear after whispering something like came up, Hey, I've got a secret goes up and just spits into this chick's ear. You're like, what the hell? Some of them would be brought out. Like they would be brought there just because they were poor. So it's like, they don't have mental illnesses. They're just poor people. And they know that they know that's the case. And they get checked in and they're just being abused strictly because they're poor. And if you want more information on that, listen to our eugenics episode. Fantastic. Because it is it is it lines up essentially perfectly with yeah, this. This really it's, yeah, this is a great example yeah. of, oh, God. of both the IRB episode and the eugenics episode. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, are you gonna talk about the lady who who liked to have the male attention, her like delusion? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh so Let's see. Uh, one, she, like, one chick was told that, oh, shit, I just lost my place. Uh, she was sent there because her, she told her husband that she found other men attractive. How dare yeah, she? Yeah, I know, right? How you? How dare you have, like, human emotion? And so staff would go up to her and lie to her and say, like, oh, hey, uh, this other guy is into you. You should. Yeah. Doctor Tidass. Doctor Dreamy. you down. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Dreamy makes an appearance again. Um, and she's just, they're like, oh yeah, this, this guy thinks that you're cute. So she would go like hit on him and they would just laugh at her. Like these guys would be like, I don't want to be with you. And then they just mock the shit out of her. Uh, one of these ladies was an immigrant that was looking for work, but she didn't understand English all that well. Yeah. It was just German. Yeah. And so the police were called when she got sick in a women's boarding house where Nellie had first checked in, not the same one, but similar circumstance. Uh, and they're like, what are you doing here? And she can't answer. So they just bring her to the insane asylum because she can't speak English. Like, God forbid. So she wouldn't be able to understand staff. And so they would choke her so hard that her throat would hurt for days on end. Uh, there was another lady who had a disease and told was told by her doctor that she shouldn't bathe. Yeah, don't take cold baths. Yeah, do this not will take literally baths. kill you. Yeah. And sure as shit, this is what you were referring to. Uh they would like she told them I should not have baths. They were told by like the staff was told by the, even the doctors and they would still force her to bathe and her condition continued to get worse for weeks. Yeah, cuz they would make her bathe like almost every day. It would be multiple times whenever they were bored. Yeah. They, was, they would just take her in take and a wash bath. her. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, like she's finally getting baths. This is bad for her. Yeah. And they're probably using old shitty water. I'd assume that she probably has like open sores or open wounds. So they're just pouring garbage water into her wounds. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Uh, there was, an, let's see, nurses would lie about patient injuries that were sustained during beatings. So they'd smack the shit out of these women, give them black eyes. Uh, and they would just say, oh, yeah, that was there before they even checked in. Yeah. Oh, um, and, but that lady ended up dying, the bath lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
You didn't mention that. Oh, my bad. I thought <laughs> no, you did. Yeah, she ended up dying one night from the bats, from the, the treatments. It's like, like <laughs> by by the staff's hand, too. Mind you, it's not like they're the staff just sleep on site. They're supposed to be checking up on them as well throughout the night. It's It's a place, it's an asylum for people that cannot help themselves. That's why they are there. And they're just like, oh, let's beat the shit out of them and hope that they make it through the night. And if they don't, that's their problem, not mine. I'd assume they didn't even have fucking incident reports back then. Oh, no, no. When they would, like, uh, cart off the body, she said that they would just, they would always say that the cause of death was complications from their mental illness. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, she has choke marks on her neck. It's a complication from her... You know, wanting yeah, to masturbate. N- no big deal. Uh, so the head cook would show up every once in a while, and he would bring, like, the nurses and staff raisins, crackers, fruit, uh, and they would just eat it in front of the patients. Um, there was a woman that thought she saw her husband while they were on a walk, and she started running towards him. So later that night, she was beaten with a fucking broom handle. Um, they jumped on top of her, and it was basically like... She said it felt like she had sustained, like, internal injuries. And it's not like they're just kneeling on her. They're literally jumping on this woman. Uh, They tied her hands and feet, and then she said that they threw a sheet over her head, and they twisted it until she couldn't breathe anymore. So they're just twisting it up, and it's tightening on her neck. And obviously, like, she can't get oxygen in, uh, which is a lot like wearing a, a mask. In 2020. Oh, honestly. my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they – so they, like, wrap her head in this fucking sheet, twist it up until she can't breathe. And then they throw her in a bathtub of cold water and hold her under there until, like, she's almost dead until she passes out. And then they lift her out, let her get air, do the same thing. Uh, they would pull her out and then they grabbed her by the ears and they just slam her head into the floor and the wall. And they're, like, ripping out her hair. And she's showing Nelly like, where they've pulled huge yeah, like chunks of, of hair. hair out of her head. Uh, and she said, my treatment is as bad as I've seen other girls get here. But it's ruined my health. And even if I do get out of here, I'll be a wreck. Um, like, they're just blatantly abusing these people. Yeah, that, that quote itself is just proof that even if you're not crazy and you go in here, you will be crazy. They are driving their patients crazy with the abuse. Yeah, and it's like AJ said. um, they would be told by doctors after the beatings that, like, your beatings aren't real. Staff would go, oh, yeah, like, it's not real. Uh, it's just the result of the, your diseased brain, essentially. Yeah. It's all a hallucination. Yeah. Uh, one night, the nurses and doctor threatened Nellie that if she didn't drink this, like, medi- medicine concoction that uh, would help her sleep, that they literally injected into her vein. And she sits there and she's like, okay, like, I'll drink it. I'll drink it, whatever. So they hand it to her, and she smells it, and she's like, this is laudanum. Yeah, this smells which, like laudanum. Yeah, which is, if you don't know what laudanum is, it's like every fucking opiate out there, uh, morphine and codeine. So, you know, a nice it's Tuesday night. awesome. Yeah, sounds like a great Tuesday night, which would be perfect for injecting into your arm. <laughs> like Delicious. Yeah, delightful. Uh, so she drinks it, and as soon as they leave... She just forces her hand down her throat and starts throwing up uh, just to get it out of her system. It's not like there was any food in her body. Yeah. It was just the medication. Oh, my God. And, like, the women there would be so out of – I don't want to say out of touch, but, like, they would keep everything so 
locked down that like anytime anyone had something from elsewhere, like a lady had these newspaper clippings and they would all just like, we need to read it. We need to read it. And they're like, we would read it over and over. It there was, was just so... something from the outside. Yeah. There was a lady that uh, brought a baby and this one lady held it. And as soon as they take the baby, uh, like it was a visitor, essentially, as soon as they take the baby away, they're like, oh, it's time for us to go. This lady just starts throwing fits. She's like, no. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Hadn't she lost like five children I or something? I think so. She had lost her something kids. Like that. It's just like, what the hell? So finally. And then they beat her. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Figures. They probably fucked her with a broom handle for yeah, Christ's probably. sake. Uh, so, and then they gave her a bath. Yeah. Really though. Perfect. Exactly what you need. So finally, um, the lawyer comes to Nellie and he says, hey, you're getting checked out. Uh, so as she's leaving, she's just like, hey, like, goodbye, everyone, kind of just like bidding them farewell, telling them, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you guys get out of here. So uh, she just says that she wishes she was able to take them with her because she knew that even if she does this big expose, that some of them are going to disappear. Some of them aren't going to ever really get the help that they need. Whether this place shuts down or not, they're going to get transferred elsewhere and it's just going to be just as bad. So um, a couple days go by and she's released all of her stuff and the grand jury reaches out to Nellie and says, we need you to testify so that we can do an investigation into Blackwell Island. And so Nellie's like, yeah, absolutely. I will happily join. Um, And they hop on this boat to go check out Blackwell Island. And she says the boat that they get on is so much nicer than the first one. Yeah, it's like a, a yacht compared to the first one that yeah. she was on. And mind you, what we like what you read is like her articles that they've read, but then at the end she's like, Hey, the grand jury decision. Then this and all is that. what happened. Yeah. So um they tell her, Oh yeah, the boat that uh we that you were brought in on, it's under maintenance. It's, yeah, under, it's repairs. under repairs. Like, fuck off. Get out of here. So they pull up to the uh, asylum and Nellie is kind of like, something doesn't feel right because everything looks like clean. It's quiet. Perfectly. It's quiet. No one's screaming. Everything is just, the nurses are all happy and everything. And Nellie gets word from one of the patients that she recognizes that the... The asylum was notified like an hour before that these guys were coming. Yeah, so shitty. Yeah. So, uh, and and it's not just that they're showing up. They're coming to investigate. So they clean things. They put certain women um, like that Nellie had talked to. They were just hidden. Or yeah, the same they just ones. Said that they, it was specifically the same ones. Yeah, like these women they, that, yeah. that said they were abused. Nellie asks, hey, where's, like, uh, Joanne? Where's Gertrude or whatever? Yeah, the ones who were sane enough yeah. to testify. The ones who were sane enough to tell Nellie her story, like being beaten with a broom handle and fucking waterboarded. The Suddenly don't exist. Never, yeah, doctor, never seen him before. Dr. Dent, the superintendent, goes, we've never had anybody by that name. Like, we, uh, yeah, we had that person, but they've been transferred elsewhere to a much better uh, hospital. Or, or they passed away or. Yeah. No shit, they've passed away. They're beat to death. Um, so anytime these investigators would ask nurses about anything, they would tell the opposite of what Nellie had, had taught or, like, released. So, like, 
they approach the superintendent and say, what about these baths? Like, are these baths cold? What's going on here? And the superintendent goes, well, I don't really check the temperature of these baths. Uh, Honestly, the only reason that they would be cold is because we lack funding. And then they ask like, oh, well, why aren't the doctors competent with how to handle these mental disorders? Or why aren't they able to tell that this person is sane and this person is insane? Yeah, we've got proof right here that we sent a sane person in here. Like, what's going on? And the superintendent says... Same thing. We don't have the funding to hire doctors who yeah. can really tell the difference. Like, we don't, like, we can't afford good doctors. Them? We just have the bad doctors. Oh, God, dude. It's so bad. Yeah. So all he does is he just complains and says, oh, we don't have the funding. We don't have the funding. So all in all, New York gets their shit together and they say, we're reappropriating $1 million in 1887. We're reappropriating, reappropriating $1 million for asylums. And they disperse it. Probably didn't go to what they thought. It probably just went to fucking... The lunch fees for the nurses. Yeah, lunch fees for nurses and, like, new uniforms. Like, I'm sure nothing changed for years. Uh, Now, before I tie it all up, uh, just towards the end, Nellie had one of the best quotes that I've heard. And she said, The insane asylum on Blackwell Island is a human rat trap. It's easy to get in, but once there, it's impossible to get out. Just... Perfect. Like what the hell? Perfectly man. sums it up. Yeah. So I, I remember that during the like when the grand jury was questioning people, they would actually question some of the patients, and the patients totally ratted on them. Yeah. And, and then they the nurses. nurses and the nurses are like, no, that's no, no, not no, the no. grace. They're just they're and crazy. then they're even crazy. some of the doctors would come out and say, yeah, those nurses are a little harsh. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, this is kind of right. fucked. Even some of the doctors did. Oh and God. A kind of recurring thing that kind of happened throughout it was that Nellie would go to like certain doctors or the superintendent and say like, hey, you should do this or you should do this or do you know this is happening kind of thing. Because after a couple of days, she decided to just act completely normal uh-huh. just to see if they could like figure out that she's stop, sane. Stop being like this. Oh, everything's so sad. Yeah, she just stopped. She just became her regular self. And a lot of times she would go and like one time she complained about being extra cold and the doctor was like, okay, here's an extra jacket. for This is for staff or for uh, for employees and or employees for patients, but the nurses always wore them. Yeah. And she would she went and she gave it to Tilly at one point, and and then the nurses said, "If you fucking rat on me again, I'll end your yeah, life I'll essentially. Beat the shit out, beat the you. Shit yeah, out of you over. again and again and again." Oh, dude. It's oh my god. Terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And this is one facility across the thousands of facilities that were active in the United States. Just yeah. the United States. Yeah, this is just one, and it's not like there was one per state. Like, oh no, there are hundreds, like, possible. I don't even know what the, it was at the time. I know. There, there was like just hundreds of them. Um, well, multiple per state, yeah, yeah. And obviously, were, were some are going to be better than others, but overall, based simply on the fact that, like, uh, this institution was like this, and then what, and this is four, a good institution, 14 later, 14 years later, uh, the Florida School for Boys opened up. Yeah. In like 1901, After. 1910, right around there. And it was still just as fucking bad. It's like, what's wrong? Like, what's so wrong with our system that, like, you can't help people? Like, yeah, welcome, that's welcome crazy. to America where oh, we don't give God. a shit about anybody institutionalized. Or anybody at all besides us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like living in Utah. Heads up, if you see anything about a Lifetime movie on Nellie Bly... Don't watch it. Oh, I, I came across that too. Yeah, because 
uh, they they're like, oh hey, it's Nellie Bly, ten days in a madhouse. You're like, oh, okay, cool. The thing is, at the end of the movie, instead of making it about like mental health awareness, they're just like, oh, Nellie starts to lose her memory, and maybe she's been a patient here all along. And it's like, that's not wait, what this wait, was what? about. <laughs> that's not what ten days in a madhouse is about. Maybe it was. No, it was. Was she crazy the whole time? No. It's just like, oh my god, dude! Like that Jesus. is literally the opposite. It's that someone that is sane should not be there. Much like Tilly, much like Anne Neville. It's like that's the opposite of what this book is trying to convey. And they're like, Ten Days in a Madhouse" featuring Nellie Bly. She was crazy all along. Jesus. Like, what the fuck, That's Lifetime? fucked up. Lifetime, fuck you. I think but I would have like said a, that before this. Christina Ricci in it. Ricci? I don't know who that is. Oh, well, regardless, if you see it and you're like, oh, intriguing, don't fucking fuck watch yourself. it. Yeah, because oh. it's the opposite. Oh, oh, I thought I thought you said if if you watch it <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is good, fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. No. In that case, go fuck yourself. Uh, Yeah. So, 10 Days in a Madhouse by Nellie Bly. You like know what? I said- if you can find the uh, the audiobook, like AJ said, it's on Libsyn. LibriVox. Um, LibriVox. Uh, amazing. books. Do it. Like, it's a great read. It's a great listen. Uh, there's a YouTube that has it as well. Uh, a YouTube? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. You're so old. There's a YouTube channel that has it on there, too. A, there's a YouTube guy. Uh, there's a YouTube boy that does it. And that's one of them newfangled videos. Yeah, but if you can find it, I definitely recommend it. I don't do it justice by any means. Oh, it's a great story. It's yeah. quick. She's an amazing, amazing like, writer. She portrayed her entire story across. I think the the ebook is like two hours. Yeah, it's and seriously, we did it in. It's what? not even fully ninety six pages. Over because, two like, hours, and we barely scratched the surface. Yeah, like uh, the. Uh, the 96-page book, even then, like, I would say 10 of the pages are her other experiences. They're like, oh, hey, here's a little preview for, like, another book or some of her other articles. So it's it's short and it's amazing. I definitely recommend oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's it's totally worth it. Like, you, could, you can listen to it in a day. Yeah. So uh, big thank you to our patrons, Haley, Casey McFacey, Dark Runner, and well, I always forget it. To- it's like toddle to- toddly toodles toddly toodles something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we won't we won't slaughter your name yeah sorry i'm trying to pull it up but i forgot my password toddy toodles toddy toodles huge thank you to you guys uh as usual find us on instagram twitter at points o pressure follow the link in our description if you want to find any merch uh if you want to find our youtube we will probably be like on youtube that's where we're going to be live streaming um, so we'll probably provide a link in the next few days or some shit. Probably the know. day of. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you guys well, more information well, yeah. on where to find it. Our, um, if you subscribe to the YouTube, you'll get the notification. The YouTube. The oh, YouTube. No, God us, damn man. it. Uh, yeah. At points of pressure, find us everywhere and, uh, tune in next week. We'll catch you guys later.